0: Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Good afternoon. I'm Michelle Lichty, and I am here today with Rob Eiman. Hello, everyone. And we're here to discuss your sermon from this past Sunday on Romans chapter 8. Yes. Last part of Romans chapter 8. Um, the title of the sermon was God's Empowering Gift of Love. Yes. Yes. And I um, I have been thinking this week about your comment, you know, as you reviewed a little bit the the, the past gifts that we've talked about, the Holy Spirit jesus hope mm-hmm. um, and how we we can take those gifts for granted and i thought oh yeah i can including this gift of love too
1: yeah it is something that you know as i was thinking about it you know the the newborn baby you you get to bear your mind of regularly you know and, and the extended lifespan is the same thing but we really can take god's gifts for granted and I think part of it is because it's hidden. Mm. Uh, Our life is hidden with Christ in God, so we can't always see it. And the circumstances around us are such that it it encourages us to forget about it. And and just throughout the scriptures, I mean, the Apostle Paul, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what's unseen. Uh, What's seen is temporary. These things that that capture our imagination, that grab our attention, that worry our hearts man, they're, they're evaporating, uh, but it's what's unseen. That's what's eternal. And so uh, I think that we can forget easily about these amazing gifts that God has given, these eternal gifts, this hidden life that we have because it's hidden. And so it, it was a challenge to me, as I've said many times, I I'm the one who benefits most from the sermons I preach just because I get to sit in it for a long while.
0: There is a benefit to sitting in it for a long while. <laughs>
1: yeah, there is. You go, I mean sitting wow. in
0: scripture for a long while. How about yeah. that?
1: <laughs> Thanks for that clarification, Michelle.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> we could so, go your really, really quickly today, couldn't we? <laughs> I'll keep
1: us on track. Let's,
0: let's get back on the rails here. There we go. <laughs> um yeah, I I don't know. I think probably the book I struggle with most mm. in understanding and following is is probably Romans, yeah. followed closely by Hebrews. Um, and so I've just been thinking today. Well, and this whole week, like the heading on my Bible says, "More than conquerors" mm-hmm. on this section of Romans and i was thinking what an interesting connection of love and conquerors Mm. like when when i recognize that i cannot be separated from god's love by anything or anyone then i'm a conqueror
1: Mm.
0: have i simplified that too much
1: no i don't think you have i mean um because your attitude shifts and changes. Um, when facing difficulty, you realize that difficulty doesn't win. When looking death in the eye, you realize that death doesn't have the last word. Um, and in so doing, <laughs> I mean, you win. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 2 talks about death as being something that's very frightening to uh, to all of us who are mortal. And yet Jesus came to to taste death, death for all of us and that tasting of death is not like appetizers before a meal you know oh that is a good no it is receiving the full force of death's fury um so that we don't have to so that when 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 we when we come to that last enemy death it's it's not death um, mm-hmm. that's why Jesus said um in Rome, in John 11 um now, those who believe in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Wait, wait a minute. We die, right? No. What we're witnessing is not truly death. That individual who has faith in Christ is not actually dead. They've transitioned into the fullness of life that God has already given them. So, because we believe and know that God's love can never be separated from us, the death itself cannot separate us from you. trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword, COVID, whatever can't separate us from God's love even when we're going through it yeah we're conquerors more than, we're more than conquerors because of what God has done for us through Christ who loves us so it's just yeah it it, it takes everything and turns it on its head um because we can we can go through those experiences knowing <laughs> we win yes but but that that suffering is so easy to forget that and that's why we need each other to encourage each other in this Because when you're going through the suffering, when the pain is coming down, when the dementia is increasing, when the loss is feeling so severe, that's when we need to help each other fix our eyes not on what is seen but what's unseen. Because what's seen, the loss, the trouble, hardship, persecution, family, negative, dangerous, all the the poverty, the the shame, whatever, that's what is seen and that's what seems to take priority over the moment. And so we've got to help each other live as children of light live as those who have been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness where all these difficult things happen into the kingdom of the sun the the light uh, the sun whom god loves Mm. it 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 makes that's the challenge for us as we live on this side of christ's return
0: it is and it's such a big challenge because so many things that makes us feel like god doesn't love us anymore yeah right so and and it it takes uh it, it takes faith. It takes faith to, to decide to not look at my circumstances, to look at what I'm going through, and instead to look at Christ, to look at God, to recognize that even when it doesn't feel like God loves me, he does. And he loves me so much that, it, that when I focus on it, at times, it can overwhelm the feelings I'm feeling in the moment. Not Correct.
1: yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
0: not completely, right? Like, or it can temper. I think that's probably a better word. A temper that.
1: Yeah, it can temper that, and part of the way, part of the way it tempers it, I think, Michelle, is that it allows us to see a new perspective. For instance, we can begin to see where God is meeting us because. Um, it is hard to go through these things, and we do need to grieve these things. Yes, and yet, as David shared uh, two Sundays ago, there is the most marvelous mystery in our sufferings. Um, that passage that he started with about how, um, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in mm-hmm. order that we may also share in his glory. The Apostle right. Paul in Philippians three. He wants to know Christ in the fellowship of his sufferings. So in this way, then, suffering um, takes on a whole new sheen, takes on a whole new understanding. That suffering is not something that we're trying to escape from. We're going to all suffer. I mean, at some point in time, the hurricane, the tornado, the the illness, the whatever is going to hit our families because that's what it is in the fallen world. So while it's right and good to try to mitigate those sufferings and to work in advance to try to eliminate them, um, to begin to expect that our lives will be free of them, I think is a mistake.
0: Mm -hmm. And so
1: we enter into those sufferings with a view that says, Lord, how are you working in the midst of it? And I think that's what takes away the sting from it, is that we know that Christ is working through these sufferings to bring about his purposes in us. The Romans eight twenty eight again. God works all things together for the good for those who are loved and are called according to His purpose. What's His purpose? That we would be conformed to the image of His Son. That's the good that God is working through. And so His love, the 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 the, the, the struggle tempts us to believe that God has left us Psalm forty four. The Psalmist, Why have you left me face down in the dust? Yeah, the temptation is to say that He's not there. But when we understand His Chesed, His unfailing love. Uh, We realize, no, he hasn't left us at all, but he's using this moment in this fallen world, in this broken time to prepare me, prepare us for a future of eternity with him. There's something miraculous, something mysterious that allows the goodness of God to rest side by side with the suffering of this world. And I'll tell you, it's a tough one, but I believe it's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah it is very, very tough. And it's, it's hard. It's hard to even to articulate, right? It's, 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 I think it's probably going back to what David always talks about living in the tension.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, we live in that tension. And if we focus on one area over another, then we're out of, out of alignment. (laughs) We're out, we're, ignoring one part of it, right So this tension would be the suffering and God's goodness, right And if we only focus on God's goodness, then we're ignoring the pain of the suffering which God doesn't ask us to do, right mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. we need to acknowledge that for our own mental health and sanity, for right. our own humanity, we have to acknowledge the suffering. We mm-hmm. have to acknowledge the hardship, the pain, the grief, the loss we have to grieve it. And when mm-hmm. we don't, that is when, um, that is when we have yeah, that's when we can be unhealthy mentally or emotionally.
1: Yeah, we, we lose that tension and we begin to deny what is actually present. You know, that's, that's why Paul says we weep, but we weep in hope, we grieve, but we grieve in hope. So right. we've got to cry, we've got to process. This is a real loss, and we do it with a hope that there's something else that's going on here. That death does not have the last word. Disease does not have the last word. Decay does not have the last word. Struggle does not have the last word, even though it feels like it does.
0: Right, right. And if we are focused only on the struggle, yeah. and then we are knowing God's love and his goodness and his faithfulness. And that, and that is where, where people either walk away from their faith or um, they shut the door on God completely. Um, because that's what they're focused on they're not living in that tension
1: yeah and it's hard it's hard to believe you know um romans 4 says that the faith of abraham which we carry uh that abraham had a faith in a god who could raise the dead and calls things that are not as though they were fascinating second phrase or we get the idea about raising the dead but a god who calls things that are, are not as though they were for abraham abraham who became abraham the thing that was not as though it was, was you're the father of many nations. I got to kids. You're the father of many nations. He's calling things. Abraham said, I, Abraham, believe God. It was credited to him as righteousness. Mm-hmm. Now, we, when we have the faith of Abraham, we believe in a God who calls things that are not as though they were. And, and so there's so much about that. There's, there's my holiness, your, your perfection. It's mm-hmm. not there, but yet it really is. Um, um calls things that are not so so the whole idea of the suffering side of things is that God looks at that and says yeah I'm going to work something good in that wait a minute how are you going to do that well he's calling something that appears to not be there as though it really were because it is there you know <laughs> um, and it's like wow that's really that's really interesting how he does that uh, and so I believe in a God who can do that and and that that really is the struggle because we we tend to to see things that are, and don't believe that there's something else going on because it hurts too much. Mm. And, And those voices, Michelle, that, that is something that was really speaking to me. Um, you know, the courtroom scene where each and every one of us has voices other than God that are speaking into our lives, seeking to tell us who we are, what's going on. So, um, telling me that I'm condemned, telling me that I'm a failure, it might be the voice of someone in my past. I've got several of them, um, it's including the whole thing about being benched, the coach that benched you. Yeah, that was me. I was a nobody, man. I was <laughs> a tackle them. Um, and uh, those voices and the voice that we carry ourselves, the voice, that our own voice that speaks to us, um, these are the voices that we listen to. And we've got to learn to encourage each other to listen to the voice that God gives. But, you know, how do you do that? Yeah. So you listen to this, you read this and go, okay, well, that's nice. It's, we're, you know, but there is a a reality here that comes that we begin to hear God's voice as, it, as he speaks to us, not just in the written word, but in the living word that lives inside of us. Mm-hmm. And his spirit testifies with our spirit that we are his children, Romans 8 again. There is a beautiful connection between the word that lives inside of us and the word that speaks to us that begins to bring a greater weightiness, relevance Mm. to the promises that God has given.
0: Yes. Yes. And I think, yeah, I mean, how do you, how do you do that? And it's really, I think, um, you know, if we're talking practical, how do we, how do we hear the voice of God instead of the condemning coach or Mm. the condemning parent or you know the friend who said something just kind of in jest but it hurt a little too deeply right
1: oh that's never happened
0: <laughs> never happened to me i don't know what you're talking about i don't know why you brought it up <laughs> um but but how do we listen to god's voice well i think it is um accumulation over time mm. those human voices can stab us and pierce us in a moment and the thing about God's voice is His His voice is a whisper, right? Like His voice, we hear it in silence, in quiet. And if we're never, if we are too afraid of what we're going to hear when we get quiet and silent, then we're never going to hear God's voice, or rarely hear God's voice. I shouldn't say never, but it'll be harder for sure to hear God's voice. And so it's it's accumulation of of time over of time after time after time of i'm choosing to be in church on sunday morning i am choosing to to be up 5 10 15 minutes earlier to spend some time in god's word i'm choosing to write out verses on a note card and putting them on my desk or on my on my mirror so i can review it while i'm getting ready in the morning instead of listening to a podcast or instead of um listening to music or, you know, it's, it's the, it's the, it's accumulation of the small choices we make every day that will help us over a long period of time to hear God's voice more clearly and to dampen those other voices that are so loud. I don't think it's, well, and I—I I mean, I was just going to say, I don't think that will ever—they will ever be gone. Yeah, they will just be dampened. Yeah, until the, yeah. this side of heaven, I should say.
1: So, yeah, this side of Christ's return. Exactly right. Yeah, and, and you know, John 16, um, Jesus told his disciples that the Spirit would remind us of everything He has said to us. Okay, the first step for us who did not live with Jesus for three years is to learn to hear what he says. So, how often have I gone to the Gospels? How often have I written out my Lord's words? What of his words have I memorized? Um, How am I positioning myself so that the Holy Spirit has a word to give to me? Uh, So that in those quiet moments, that's those quiet moments where we listen. And in the really hectic moments, the Holy Spirit can bring that word right back again. This is what the Lord said. I am gentle and humble of heart, you know? Oh, oh right. yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so these are choices that we do need to make along the way, uh, how we deepen our intimacy with the, with the living Christ. Jesus lives inside of us. Whoa, you know, we become a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Apostle Paul said. Whoa, yeah. what, how, what does that mean? I know. Uh, yeah, he, he, Paul said to the Corinthians, do you not know that you're a temple of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God lives in you? Whoa, and that's what the whole Acts 2 thing was, right? Right. There I think the house they were in was not the upper room somewhere in Jerusalem. The house they were in was the Lord's house in the temple courts. That's how there comes so many people to be there. Mm. And the Holy Spirit moved from the house of the from God's house of stone into the house of human heart, fulfilling the prophecy of Jeremiah and Ezekiel. And and he moved in and so, so we become his living temple living stones, as Peter says. Wow. Okay, how, let that sink in. What does that mean? Right. How does that live out? So yeah, so it, you're exactly right, Michelle. It's a, it's a sitting with God's word, so that His word can begin to have a greater volume than the words of others and the words of ourselves that we carry with us all the time.
0: Yes. Yes, and, and it's, we live in a microwave generation, and so we think. <laughs> Okay. I memorized that verse. Now I don't, I shouldn't hear that voice anymore. Mm -hmm. And the reality is God does not live in a microwave generation, right? God does not live in a fast. He doesn't, he doesn't always work immediately or quickly, right? His timeline, he's got the long view. Mm -hmm. He's got the long view of the world. He's got the long view for each one of us and so his work is a work of um of cultivation of of breaking up the clods of dirt so that we can be more receptive to the seed of god's of god's uh of god's word and and i think we've lost a lot of that when we've moved away as we've moved away from an agrarian society like we've just lost touch with the time it takes for things to grow.
1: Yes. Not only have we lost touch with the time it takes for things to grow, but going back to an earlier part of this conversation, we've lost touch with the suffering in the world. We've yeah. come to believe that we can protect ourselves. We can speed things up, fast food everything, and protect ourselves from the bad things that could happen. I mean, 125 years ago, everybody knew that people yes. suffered. And didn't survive. And hospitals were a place where you went to die. I mean, it just was a different world back then. We kind of lost that. So yeah, I think that's a really good point, Michelle. Time, how we view time, how we view God's work. You know, I've memorized the passage. I've mastered it. You know, I mean, I've been at this walking with Jesus for over four years now, and I continue to be amazed at how. Yeah, I thought I learned that one, and <laughs> God, He just, just takes me deeper and deeper. And that helix that we've talked about before, oh yeah. yeah. oh yeah. some people say, don't go down, Rob, go up. okay, so he he's helping me ascend <laughs> 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 whatever, whatever direction you're gonna go in it. uh,
0: it's and the, both and, right?
1: And oh there oh, there you go. It's attention,
0: <laughs> yeah. like we're going deeper into ourselves to understanding who we are in light of God, and then we're and we're understanding more of God at the same time,
1: yeah, oh man, you you masterfully done michelle <laughs>
0: <laughs> they don't call me the czarina for any for nothing there you go. So
1: communication <laughs> czarina just to be communication clear Communication that's right <laughs> yeah it's a powerful passage and it's one that is speaking to me um the voices in my head the voices that i remember how big how much of an effort does that have against god's voice against me jesus at the right hand of the father interceding for me the Holy Spirit, just a few verses early, interceding with groans that words cannot express. Uh, wow, what support. Wow, what amazing love. I don't understand. It goes back to Ephesians 3, right? That, that Paul's saying that we would understand and know this love that surpasses knowledge uh, so that we might be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Ignatius, that we would respond to this love in a way that his life, God's life, flows into us without a limit. I mean, that's really what we're talking about here. It's not about managing things up here. It's about entering into the promises that God has given us in a way that impacts how we live our lives and how we experience the risen Christ in us today.
0: Right. It's, yeah, it's reading the Bible for transformation, not information. (laughs) I think it was Brentley who said that a couple of weeks ago.
1: Who got it from Dallas Willard? who got it from somebody it's, else. <laughs> There's nothing new. on. It's
0: been this. repeated over and over and over again <laughs> because it's so true, yeah. right? It's so yeah. easy to feel like, okay, check that off my list. I mastered that. I like this. I I'm interested in this information, but the goal is transformation. Yeah. Transformation of our minds and transformation of our hearts
1: yeah i think that um you know there's an amazing um passage in john one where uh, nathaniel comes up and jesus says here is a israelite with no guile and nathaniel says how do you know him and he says i saw you when you were under the fig tree and um, nathaniel says you really are the king of israel and so there's something going on there and i think part of I me. Mean, what we don't realize is that there was no TV back then. There was no cell phone. There was no, you know, what, what they had was what they carried with them. And so oftentimes in the heat of the day, a person would go and sit under a tree in the shade. And what did they have to do? They meditated on scripture. Hmm. And so I kind of can't help but think that Nathaniel was meditating on scripture, perhaps a very specific portion of scripture that Jesus knew about. And it just connected together for him. Um, and God's word. And prayer and awareness of, of his presence helps us enter into this promises the promise of the or the the gift of his son the gift of his spirit the gift of his hope unshakable hope and the gift of his love that cannot be lost yeah uh, it just helps me understand a little bit more too
0: yeah someone said sunday morning an unshakable hope resting on an unwavering love produces an unfailing faith
1: wow was that from the uh community afterwards
0: the community yeah from the community discussion that we had
1: that's beautiful I like that
0: yeah I I liked it too because it's like and the thing is they all work together right because we have God's unwavering love we have an unshakable hope
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and an unfailing faith because our faith is in God and not in ourselves and you know like it's they all work together you cannot have one without the other
1: yeah yeah well said
0: yeah so any last thoughts before we close rob
1: um romans 6 7 and 8 is a life-changing section of scripture Hmm. and apart from the gospels um the gospels for me just remain central uh, those three chapters alone are really worth getting into, uh, really worth getting to know, really worth memorizing. And I can say that uh, Romans 8 was the first chapter I ever memorized, and it has borne such great fruit in my life. Mm. And because of Romans 8, I said, "What did it come from? So I went back to Romans 7 and memorized that. And then where did that come from? I went back to Romans 6 and memorized that. And, and it was... But just just getting into the word, just like you were saying, Michelle. So I guess my last word on this would be get to know, if anything, if anything at all, just Romans 8. Hmm. You know, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Really? And then just get to know what the spirit and those who are the sinful nature and those are the spirit and the nature of the spirit. And, uh, um, you know, sit in that. Let that be your focal point for two weeks just to sit in that and let the Lord speak to you in the midst of it and see what happens with the promises that he's given. That'd be my last word on this today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and remember that God's love will never fail us. Never.
1: No matter what the circumstances might suggest. Yeah. And that's a transforming thing for us. Yep. Great. all right my friend thanks so much for the time thanks for leading this time thanks for initiating this time thanks for doing all you do with this time
0: (laughs) well thank you rob i (laughs) i so appreciate uh your willingness to spend some time with me in the middle of your busy schedule and the and spend some time with our audience as well oh Uh, my
1: yes my joy
0: so yes, so thank you and thank you to our audience for joining us whether you've joined us live on Facebook or later on our blog or on our podcast. We are grateful that you took some time to spend with us today.